0: Now, the Sports Cards and Collectibles radio show with Darren Kimura, brought to you by Honolulu Chinese JC's, Papa John's Pizza, the Club Holley, and Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation.
1: Welcome to the Sports Cards and Collectibles Show. I am your host, Darren Kimura, broadcasting here live from the beautiful downtown studios of ESPN Honolulu. Uh, we got uh, Lefty on the board again, as always. We've got a great show, and if you have any questions, give us a ring, 808-296-1420. If you have any questions about products or any uh, things you want to send us a text about, by all means, 808-296-1420, and we'll uh, get those questions answered for you. A uh, couple things, uh, make sure you check out Pro Ridge Waimakai this weekend. Uh, we got uh, the Honolulu Chinese JCS hosting another sports cards and collectibles show. That's uh, the old Sears side upstairs. A uh, uh, Sears side upstairs. Some longs. Those of you that remember Sears. Uh, and in fact, uh, later in the show, hoping to have Lance Kaulukukui from the Club Hale to share some details about not only the vendors but some of the cool things that they have uh, going to be uh, happening this uh, this weekend with some buy sell trade opportunities. Um, you know, I, I'm actually. Uh, uh, trying to rush through this intro a little bit here because uh, thanks to the finals, we started a little bit late, and I'm looking forward to talking to my first guest. So I want, without further ado, I just want to bring back on uh, Vince Vento from Alie Coin. Vince, I know you were under the weather last time. I really appreciate you coming back on.
2: Well, Darren, thank you so much for the invite. I really do appreciate it.
1: So how how are things? Are you starting to feel better? Are uh, things, going, things going good over there?
2: Uh, everything is uh, fine, fine now. Boy, uh, those sinus conditions—boy, are they, debilitating. They put you down. They hurt like hell, and uh, they make you feel like you're actually brain dead. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> well, you know, um, last time we were talking, we were we were diving into to, to different kinds of money, and uh, you know, kind of wanted to throw it back to you to let you kind of pick up on where we where we left off. Oh, okay. Well,
2: to tell you the truth, I would kind of like to start by posing a question to your listening audience, and that question is, does anyone know of a time, place, and location where using American money was actually illegal? Interesting. Was actually
1: illegal. So using actually American money in, in the U.S. was actually illegal? In the U.S. That is true. That okay. is the question. Okay. I, th- I think I actually have a potential answer here, but what I'll do is I'll pose it to the audience. So again, anyone wants to give us a call 808 two nine six1420 or shoot us a text at 808 two nine six1420 with the with that answer any at any point does someone remember a time when US currency was not allowed to be spent on US soil and you, you know what I'll do I'll actually give a, a, a large Papa John's pizza if someone calls with the right answer how about that but but so so Vince don't don't give that answer right away I will not. I'll wait till the second uh, segment. Okay, sounds good. Um, but yeah, so um, you know, I know that one of the things we wanted to talk about a little bit last time was some Hawaiian stuff with you know uh, Hawaiian coins and all that starting to pick up some some real interest. I think part of it might be the the sort of resurgence of of culture and uh, the interest in uh, Hawaiian culture, not just from Hawaiians, but just from Hawaii people in general, but. it it seems like there's there's a lot of movement there on hawaii coins
2: well there definitely is Uh, and it's actually been there for many many years some of the really well-known coin collections uh that have hit the auction block in recent years and these are collections that were put together 50 60 70 years ago uh More often than not, we'll have several examples of really high-grade Hawaiian coinage
1: in it. So uh, Hawaiian
2: coins have been uh, of interest uh, literally around
1: the world. So out of curiosity, and and I'm not sure if you you necessarily know this answer off the Mm -hmm. top of your head here, but Hawaiian coins, we're talking about coins that were minted in relatively modern times. So not that I know Mm -hmm. of, there's no mint in Hawaii. Was there a mint at one point, or were they being minted for Hawaii?
2: Well, there was a modern mint, but uh, uh, it was privately owned.
1: Ah, I see, I see.
2: uh, uh, Okay, actually there were several, uh, and they operated under various names, Royal Hawaiian Mint, Hawaiian Mint, and variations of the uh, same theme. Uh, And they made more modern uh, precious metals, tokens and metals, more for the tourist and collector trade. Hmm. Uh, Okay, but when we're talking about you know, when most people think money, um, the the very first coins actually made for the Kingdom of Hawaii were minted in New England, and actually it's been lost to time who actually produced them. Oh wow! They're, they're, they they don't know exactly who produced them, uh, but it turns out that the, the uh, lead into that was the uh, sugar barons had talked to the king, and they said, you know, hey, we've got all this trade, we've got all these uh, countries, all their sailors coming in, and they're spending money, and up till now, it had been a, a, a barter economy in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If, if you had a coconut and you wanted a, a taro, you did a trade, if you wanted a sheep or a goat, you did a trade, but it wasn't efficient. But as the Sailors started coming in from around the world, coins started being used. So you naturally had gold and silver and copper coins. Well, the sugar baron said, Why don't we start and have a coin made with you on the coin? They appealed to his vanity, of course. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we'll have these coins made and they will be circulating here in Hawaii. So they had a hundred thousand large cents made. And when I say a large cent, back in those days, a penny or a cent was about the size of a half dollar. It was—it's large. So uh, they had a hundred thousand of those made in New England. They were shipped all the way here to Hawaii, and then distributed. Well, that was great. Okay, now people are now starting to use coins, but they didn't take into account the cultural taboo of the time, which was you do not look at the king. Oh, it was copy. right.
1: So look at the king. Right.
2: And oddly enough, when they designed this coin, usually a coin will show the monarch or the president in profile. Nope, not this time. They showed the king face on, looking right right at you.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
2: And the poor Hawaiians of that era, they looked at the coin. If they got one and changed, they looked at that and went, oh, my God. I need to get rid of the evidence that I have looked at the king. Mm. And so, as a result, many of those coins were thrown away. And uh, I've heard stories of, that people would walk to the ocean and throw them in the ocean.
1: I and mean, we're truly talking lost to antiquity. I mean, we're, they, these were purposely dumped in a way where ideally no one found them. Exactly. But I
2: will tell you a humorous story. Uh, about 15 years ago, uh, I had a gentleman walk in with a lump of coral, and I looked at and there was i could see the edge of a coin and i could read enough of the inscription on the coin to determine that it was an Hawaiian scent. Oh, wow. and it was totally yeah totally encrusted in coral well i bought it from the gentleman i put it in a sonic cleaner turned it on high and left it there for 3 weeks wow. for the yeah, for everything to uh, dissolve and when it dissolved there was virt- a virtually
1: perfect brand new Hawaiian scent. Oh wow! And and that's probably the situation. Someone got it, freaked out, Mm -hmm. threw it in the water, and of course, nature—you know—nature finds a way. We can put all the impediments we think we want in nature's way, and nature just finds a way.
2: That's right. That's right. So, uh, so anyway, that's the story on the 1847 coinage. It was limited to large cents, but in 1883 they tried it again, and this time it was King Kalakaua, and they made. The equivalent of dimes, quarters, half-dollars, silver dollars, and 12.5 cent pieces, which are extremely rare. And uh, those coins were all minted at the United States Mint in San
1: Francisco. Oh, wow. And and these, I mean, I'm assuming a lot of these denominations were based off of an approximate valuation of the metal itself?
2: Yes. What they did is the the size, the weight, the purity of those coins— was exactly the same as a United States coin. Mm-hmm. So the what passed for an Hawaiian dime, uh, um, I believe it's Umi Kaneda, uh, is uh, the same size weight as a US dime.
1: Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Okay, so they use, you know, same same everything except the dies.
1: So basically the to standardize the exchange of say silver or something that was basically made into coins mm-hmm. so it's easy to to barter with silver which of course represents a value of that metal that's true that's true and uh, the asian nations of the
2: time uh, china and japan they were used to uh, dealing with america uh, and american dollars so having hawaiian dollars uh, equivalent you know would have just made it that much easier to facilitate trade
1: well and that's the funny thing right monetary policy is so different now than when coins and bills were first created because coins and bills were literally that just to facilitate trade rather than me shipping you a thousand cows for for the sugar cane or whatever you wanted you you wanted to give me we just did an exchange of coins for the my goods and then i could use those coins for something else that's essentially the birth of money everywhere as far as the origin of money how we handle it today is very different but that's the original birth of of money
2: Oh, that's true. Yeah, Back uh, until, oh, I'd say probably 50 years ago, gold and silver were considered money everywhere. Nowadays, it's paper and ink.
1: Right. (laughs) Go figure. And in fact, if I remember correctly, the, the, the story goes that one of the reasons why the U.S. dollar is so powerful is because for the longest time they swore that they would never leave the gold standard, so the U.S. dollar would be sort of that currency of record for things like oil and whatever, and of course not long after that we got off the gold standard, right? Yeah, pretty much, yes.
2: It it wasn't until the 70s when uh, uh, Nixon took us off the uh, the standard. Uh, I think I was, what, abrogating Bretton Woods, uh, the agreement there. And, yeah, it took us off the standard, and that's when you've seen massive inflation.
1: Right. Well, yeah, easy to print versus, you know, having to match it up with gold and silver. Uh, we, we, we're a little bit up against a break here, and, and I, and I want to talk to you more about not only Hawaiian, but we've had a couple of texts come in that are, that are I, I, I'm pretty sure, not correct. So I want to make sure we, uh, we get the correct answer. So are you able to hang on after the break? Oh, absolutely. All right. When we come back, we'll have more from Vince Vento from Elite Coins, um, And by the way, again, 808-296-1420. If you want to keep trying to get that free pizza, you know, take a wild guess if you want to at the uh, the answer. Um, we'll have more from Vince
0: uh, from, on the Sports Cards and Collectibles show on ESPN Honolulu. You're listening to the Sports Cards and Collectibles radio show on ESPN Honolulu.
1: Welcome back to the Sports Cards and Collectibles Show. We got uh, Vince Vento from Ali Coins here, and and Vince. Um, so we were talking about you know Hawaiian currency and 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 coins, and th- there's with, with with that resurgence, there there's of course you know making it more difficult to get. Are are there still you think a pretty good amount of coins out there for collectors to start getting into, or is it starting to get to that ridiculous you know almost Babe Ruth pricing, shall we say? Well. The,
2: the prices have been high uh, but they have been high for many many years I, so see. Like, I, I think you actually have to uh, consider that high is going to be the norm hmm. uh, because of the demand for them mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, and of course you know uh, when more and more people seek something out that is going to tend to raise the prices um, but you can there still are affordable Hawaiian coins uh, and and please, before anyone thinks that they can go to their bank and try to look through coins to find them. No, you will not find any kingdom of Hawaii coins. We're not talking the Hawaii statehood quarters from 2008 or the volcano quarters of 2012. We're talking the ones with the king on it. Um,
1: you mean it's not like the Canadian pennies that randomly show up in our, in our change jars.
2: (laughs) Yes. But I, that I get the call about. Yes. How much is this coin worth? Right. (laughs) Right, so um, no, the, uh, the some of the coins, especially the quarters, the Hawaii quarters, are actually fairly affordable. You can probably get them anywhere from oh, maybe fifty, seventy-five dollars. Well, not bad. I'd say seventy-five dollars on up. You know, for a decent example,
1: not bad. Yeah. Well, yeah. so if, so if anyone's if interested in buying these things, before I forget, because I, I I know I forgot in the first segment, if they wanted to come to find you. What's the best place for them to find you?
2: Okay, well, I'm in Kenny O'He at the Windroot City Shopping Center. We're about 100 feet from McDonald's and right across from the Satellite City Hall. But what I wanted to do, and I hope you don't mind, I'd actually like to put a plug in for one of my competitors as well. Sure. Okay, he's he's a colleague of mine, a great guy, and he literally wrote the book about Hawaiian coinage.
1: Oh, Uh, interesting.
2: Yeah, his name is Don Medcalf. And he owns Hawaiian Island Stamp and Coin. And anyone who's driven downtown at the corner of Bishop and Hotel Street, you've passed his door. Right.
1: It's, it's right, right across where the- we are right now, actually.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't know. All right. So, uh, anyway, he wrote the book and he has the book available for sale. It's a great source of information for not only Hawaiian coins, but paper money, uh, tokens, metals. Uh, it's it's a book i refer to myself every day
1: so okay. a couple of things i mean i i, I appreciate mm-hmm. that 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 i'm sure he appreciates the plug for him as well but you know um with, with with all of this going on one of the things that is unusual with these coins of course is how limited the run was one of the the things you brought up in the first segment was a question about not being able to spend coins oh, or, or yeah. money and that kind of things now obviously Someone walking in to spend Hawaiian coins right now doesn't know what they're looking at. And honestly, I'm not sure the person that's the cashier would recognize it enough to even take it in. But, but you mentioned not being able to spend U.S. currency in the U.S., and I'm assuming that's stuff that looks like U.S. currency. So so yes. you know, okay. no one, no one I think, got the answer. So why don't we go ahead and give that answer away? Okay. Well, in order to properly
2: answer it, I'm going to have to give you a little background, which everybody here knows. December seventh, nineteen forty-one. Of course, the Pearl Harbor was being bombed, and at the same time, Manila was being bombed. Okay, Manila was also, mm-hmm. or the Philippines was a U.S. territory, mm-hmm. and and it was being bombed by the Japanese. But the difference was, the Japanese actually invaded the Philippines. Mm-hmm. They did not invade here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, what happened is, once they invaded, the first thing the uh, Japanese soldiers did was march right downtown, Manila, broke open all the banks, and stole all the gold and silver, sure. which they sure. could be used for money anywhere. Right, right. And, right. But the paper money, they went ahead and packed it up, and shipped it to Switzerland, and deposited it, and used our own money against us in the war. Wow. So, the answer is, Well, well, the answer to this being the U.S. government was very afraid the same thing was going to happen here in Hawaii. So they, they considered, what can we do? Well, they thought, let's overprint paper money with the words Hawaii on the front and back and ship it here to Hawaii, and they made everybody turn in their old U.S. paper money on a one-for-one basis, so they didn't lose any money at all. You know, it was just a one-for-one exchange for what they had. And during the uh, course of the war, you could only use the Hawaiian overprint money here in Hawaii. Wow! If you were caught, you know, if you were caught in possession of the old U.S. paper money, it would be confiscated by military authorities. Confiscated, wow. not wow. not not swapped out. Confiscated. So the answer is during World War II, you had to use the Hawaii overprint paper money in place of regular U.S. currency.
1: So interestingly enough, does that mean that after the war they just basically started to cycle them out as they came back in? Because obviously they didn't keep printing Hawaii overprint and send it to us. We, we went back to, you know, regular currency, shall we say? That's
2: true. Yeah, yeah, around. I'd say somewhere in 1944, the tide of the war was clearly going in our direction. And so the necessity for having the bills, it lessened, but they still used them. And then when the war was over, those overprint notes were just legal tender anywhere. In fact, I believe you could have taken a Hawaiian overprint and spent it on the mainland. You just couldn't use one of
1: the mainland ones and spent it in Hawaii. Huh, interesting, interesting. So those Hawaiian reference, we're talking about literally the word Hawaii on it. I mean, for those that don't know, it it just, it it straight just says Hawaii, printed on top of the bill, right?
2: Right. Uh, On the upper, or on the front of the note, uh, on the left and right hand sides, uh, it has the words in nice bold print, Hawaii, printed on there. And then on the back, in nice bold letters, well, actually, it's outlined is one single word "Hawaii" that stretches all across the back of the bill. So you would have you would not be able to miss that at all.
1: And if you didn't know better, right. you would almost think that might even be a fake bill because it's got the word "Hawaii" on it. But that that was that was the only legal tender at the time.
2: That is true. That is true. And since we're talking about little interesting little nuggets of information here, the other day a gentleman who I know brought in an envelope with 20 of the Hawaii $20 bills in it. And he said his daughter works at a bank, and this is only in the past week. Okay. He works at a bank, and this elderly Japanese gentleman walked in, deposited these, wow. and went ahead and uh, you know got credit for it and walked out. And it wasn't until after he left she realized, my God, these are – yeah, because they're in very poor condition, but they they are Hawaiian overprints,
1: and they're legal. They're, let's be clear, right? That that's a, still yeah. a legal twenty dollar bill.
2: Oh, absolutely, it's still a legal twenty dollar bill, uh, but and it has added value uh, due to its historical significance.
1: Yeah. Wow. So, mm-hmm. so anyone interested in that, they got to go give you a call and uh, and check out your shop because uh, they're they're gonna be th- th- There can't be that many of those left. Uh, no, uh, they're,
2: they're going to be in the hands of, you know, collectors, hoarders, you know, families, uh, you know, um, oftentimes people will bring a coin collection from their grandfather, for instance. And so I'll wind up buying that collection and then selling it to a new generation of collector. And that's how people get collectible stuff these
1: days. You do realize by saying, you know, hoarder, collector, there's all my friends and family are out there saying you just described Darren I'm just you know so uh, <laughs> it, it's okay you know though those that are listening that know that that's me i I appreciate the fact that you know me but yeah no I, and and these these Hawaii print bills I mean must uh-huh. much like anything else right the the better the condition the more value oh, et yes. cetera et cetera et cetera oh
2: absolutely absolutely um uh, a a one dollar Hawaiian for instance uh might be a low of i would say probably $25, in rather poor condition, uh, up to probably about $200 in uncirculated condition. And then it can go up even higher than that, depending on the degree of uh, perfection of the uncirculated note.
1: Are there even uncut sheets of these kinds of bills, like how there are uncut sheets of, say, $2 bills and those things I've seen framed out there?
2: Yes, there there still are sheets of those out there, Wow. and they're they were very very limited to begin with, uh, so they were worth a lot of money right from the get go.
1: I see. Yeah. Well, you know, we we are up against it, and I you know I really I appreciate you coming on. I know you were under the weather last time. I appreciate you coming back on. I truly appreciate all the information you give. I want to give you an opportunity to, one more time. Tell everybody where to find you, best phone numbers, websites, and everything. Oh, okay.
2: Well, again, we're Ali coins. Uh, I'm Vince, I own the store, and we're in Ohe at the Windward City Shopping Center. Our phone number is 808, of course, uh, 236-2646, and we do have a website, it's leecoin.com.
1: And Vince, I, I truly appreciate it. You know, if anyone has questions about maybe, you, you spoke of estate collections, if someone has questions about their uh, estate collection or their grandfathers or uncles or or even brothers and sisters and they wanted to bring it in, best thing to do is just give you a call and set up an appointment?
2: It is. Uh, yeah, Yes, I get those calls all the time. Uh, I generally don't make appointments. Generally, it's on a walk-in basis. Okay. So, you know, you know but uh, yeah, I, I'm willing to work with anybody at any time.
1: I appreciate it we're talking to Vince Vento from El coin and Vince thank you so much for joining me and we got to bring you back on again when we have uh, more time to talk about uh, th- th- there's even some small bills some smaller paper things things that you know are really unique out there and I want to I want to I- dive into that so we got to bring you back it'd be my pleasure thank you truly appreciate it that's Vince Vento from elite coins and go check them out at Winward City shopping Center and uh, you know again if you have uh, collections that you want to go over with him Really, really, really nice guy, really easy guy to talk to, and he'll give you an idea what your collection might be worth. When we come back, we'll have another segment of Buy Low, Sell High. You're listening to the Sports Cards and Collectibles Show on ESPN
0: Honolulu. You're listening to the Sports Cards and Collectibles Radio Show on ESPN Honolulu. Welcome back to the Sports Cards and
1: Collectibles Show. Joining me as he does for Buy Low, Sell High is uh, Eric Ricard, and
0: uh, this is another segment of Buy Low, Sell High. The Buy Low, Sell High segment is brought to you by Roto Breaks, makers of the Roto Box, filled with the game's biggest stars and prospects with room to grow.
1: How's it going, Eric? I'm laughing here a little bit because I got a little distracted coming into that. uh, I'm I'm technically blaming Lefty over there for, you know, for giving me trouble. But uh, it's it's, it's good to have you back. I know you were a little under the weather the other week, and... uh, you know, it's always fun to talk to you about, you know, what's going on in the market. But I think the first thing I want to do is make sure everything's going good with you.
3: There, that COVID is no joke.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you, know, the, you know, here's the funny thing. Not only is it no joke, it's, it's, you can, you can be vaccinated to your blue in the face. But, you know, yeah. like I've always said, yeah. you know, nature is funny that way. If it's going to get you, it's going to get you. <laughs> not, not to say that I'm an anti-vaxxer or anything like that. I mean, be clear. I'm not trying to pick a side here. I'm just saying we we do have to remember nature is smarter more brilliant more you know tough than we are so yeah mm-hmm. but but good to know yeah. you're 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 kind of coming out of it and good to know that uh it seems like you're you're kind of starting to face forward again instead of facing up on the bed and uh you know wanted to uh <laughs> right well better that than face down in the toilet too i guess you know but yeah. uh you yeah. know but uh, wanted to kind of bring you back on and kind of pick your brain it's been a few weeks and um you know it seems like the, the latest buzz is PSA opening up economy tomorrow, and I don't know how new news that is to everybody listening, but those that didn't know, yes, economy is going to open tomorrow. I know that there are submitting groups, even in Hawaii, that uh, are going to have access to it, uh, but literally anyone also could if you submit a minimum of 20 cards, but does that put grading sort of back on the map because for a while it softened right because no one could afford to get anything graded and so that the high end stuff still was been getting graded but the the low end kind of faded people just didn't feel like buying you know p s a tens of base cards anymore so they just bought the 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 ungraded are are we gonna see sort of a resurgence in grading you think
3: uh you have to go a couple ways i mean you know get it great for p c items you know get Give that twenty dollars off, and and uh, I just don't know. I don't think base is back. I mean, if you just you know, look at some random, you know, stuff. I mean, I mean, you can buy a PSA ten uh, Lewis Robert top rookie for still cheaper than the new grading price of thirty bucks. So, I mean, yeah, it's not completely back.
1: <laughs> well, you know, funny you should say that because I think that um, one of the things when we had uh, you know PSA on this show they mentioned that they have to at some point open up the lower level because they they really do focus a lot of their time promoting their you know their their set collections right their their graded yeah. sets right that that call it the set registry and for those of you that don't know you know go check out PSA's website they have this thing called a set registry where you can actually go on there and and build your set or build your collections and reference real specific you know, serial numbers. And so you can track huh? how you do your collections. Well, kind of hard to do that when you're trying to grade a base card that's worth two cents and it costs you, <laughs> you know, $100 to grade, right? So yeah, they, they at some enough. point had to bring it back. But I just I just wonder if bringing it back solves just that problem or does it also solve some of the the, the concerns you mentioned? Like, you know, how a base card PSA 10 of someone like... Lewis Roberts was having a pretty darn good season, for the record. It's still mm-hmm. cheaper to buy graded than it is to actually get graded.
3: Yeah, yeah, which is just, you know kind of mind blowing, and it has to do with you know supply and demand, and there's a lot of them, I guess, now. And yeah, no, it's just I mean, yeah, it's good, good to have another cheaper option open just for PC stuff. So I'm not, I'm not going out of my way to buy cheaper stuff to grade at the cheaper level because it just doesn't make any sense. So you like it's, that, that game is gone, and so. it's, Kind of play in the middle. If you're looking for things to buy, just you know, middle tier things, and, and use the $50 grading, or or maybe you could still use on the edge of that $30 grading, the high side of it, just you know, catch the, the high end value on it. But yeah, so I, I ain't buying any cheap stuff to grade. That's, that's, that's
1: done. So it's maybe what that. you're talking about is focusing on, say, the $50 to $100 base card, or not base card, but raw card, I should say, that could be worth the $30 bucks, or if it's you know, say, two to $300 raw card. Worth the fifty dollars to, to grade. Yeah,
3: I'd, I'd probably uh, rather stick with the higher higher value one. It's
1: just yeah, the, the cheap stuff is
3: it is what it is. It's cheap, but it's yeah, it's
1: kind of kind of over it already. <laughs> well, here's the funny thing. You know, uh, we we talk about cards during this segment like an investment, right? Buy low, sell high, and and it's funny how we talk about it like an investment, but we spend so much time as collectors not using our head like an investment, using our, our hearts and our emotions to drive these mm-hmm. financial decisions. And Warren Buffett said repeatedly, why do people invest in things they know nothing about? And that would be guys mm-hmm. that in my case, if I decided to dive head first into buying hockey, I, I really mm-hmm. don't know Hello. enough. I, I couldn't even tell you you know, who the, the hottest rookies are necessarily. So Coming back to your point about mid to higher end things, right? Do, do the work, right? Do do some research. Know what you're buying.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is Beckett Baseball Monthly, right? Beckett Hockey Monthly.
1: <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's not like the information isn't available or isn't readily available either. If you just spend a little time, get to know what it is you're looking at, what it is you're buying, get to know the teams, look at their markets. You can even look at that player's historical stats. Last I checked. Mm-hmm. The web's got a lot of that stuff on there. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: You know, if he's batting 400 with 17 home runs, you know, 4 weeks into the season and that's the first thing he's done it in 18 years. Yeah. Eh, probably probably an anomaly, yeah. right? <laughs> right exactly. Yeah. You know? Aaron Judge. What? Well, you know, spe- speaking of your team, um I did want to pick your brain a little bit on something. There there were rumors about soto being traded of course the nationals came out and said that's not going to happen if soto got traded to the the yankees for those prospects would, would we have had to find someone else to uh, come on the segment because you would have moved to new york just to watch the rest of the season
3: yeah probably i wouldn't have been mad at that at all i, I would have been all day let's go i'll take Acuna, though it's cool we don't
1: need soto whatever well and and you know you're talking about two of the hottest prospects that everyone had their their sights on two years ago and and what really has changed is that they, they didn't come out and have spectacular, unbelievable first couple of weeks, but their stats aren't horrible, for crying out loud. Yeah, Cunha yeah, only's no, got I mean, five home well. runs, but, you know, he's yeah. coming off of a major ACL injury. The fact that he's playing at this level is amazing.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm. it's kind of weird to see Soto struggle a little bit. Uh, but, uh, I mean, Ronnie's batting three twenty right now. Right. I, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah.
1: People forget that they moved him to the first yeah. spot because why? He's going to get on base. They, you know, he's he's batting leadoff for a reason. You know, he's he's batting 320. He's got five home runs. He's got a bunch of RBI. He's 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 what they need right now. Yeah,
3: and uh, uh, it's good to see him. He's he had that slower start than everybody. He didn't play he had the, his spring training, so to speak. Uh, you know, his first games of the season. So now he's in he's in he's in the mode right now. So uh, be fun to watch. Soto, I don't know what their excuse is. That he had a regular spring training. He's just having a little slump, but they they're all human.
1: And it does feel like though he yeah. doesn't have as loaded a, a a team as as he has before for some reason. Yeah. No protection. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I and I think that's definitely playing into it. Um and, but again, you can't, you know, you can't discount the talent. The talent is clearly there. Yeah, yeah.
3: He's a beast. Just Yeah, may have to just be gone the
1: Yankees, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I got to ask you something else. Now, we, we, we talk about guys being beasts, and, you know, Trout is off to a hot start. And, and I say that because, you know, Trout's not injured yet. And that's, uh you know, that's no, being...
3: No, you spoke too soon. He's hey. out with a strain growing today. Well, no.
1: but well, What I mean is, that, you know, we're not talking yeah. about, you know, he's already been out for four of the first six oh. weeks kind of things. But, you yeah. know, and, and, and Otani's off to a pretty good start. And yeah. lo and behold, their team goes on a 12-game losing streak, and they dump their well, coach.
3: Yeah, that's... Was having a terrible twelve-game losing streak personally himself too. He was batting like one eleven or something during that period. Right, so it, was, it was bad. It was it was a major slump. Man. Yeah, when your best player is slumping, how are you going to win, man? Yeah.
1: And so you know, we, but yet weirdly enough, when you look at their prices, they haven't exactly softened for those guys either.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean it, it, they got like, a nice hot start, so that helps. If it was a jump start and then you know he started doing good, then it, the prices uh, maybe not going to get up. But yeah, they're they both were looking team was looking real good early, so. We'll see if they can keep it up
1: to get back on track yeah well, you know it's it's entirely possible that they looked at the Reds and said, "Hey, we can be worse <laughs> than that aye, aye, aye. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, I yeah. just insulted a whole bunch of Reds fans out there, but again, you know um it's 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 one of those things where a guy gets off to a hot start and that's an opportunity to sell a few now that he's kind of cooled off a little bit, you know you gotta you gotta wait a little bit to to buy a few because. They're not going to come down right away. These guys are too good for it to soften right away.
3: Yeah, no. It's, it's, trout is trout. He'll get back on track. He just hit a home run right before he got hurt again. But I see this injury, and oh my gosh, keep the guy on the field crying out loud.
1: I know, I know. It, it, it's It's kind of scary. Well, you know, as always, uh, we always seem to run out of time. I kind of feel like we should just do a buy low, sell high one hour segment because I think a lot of people would would love to hear what we talk about. But, uh, again, I truly appreciate you coming
0: on as you do every week, and I'm
1: glad you're feeling better. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Y'all have a
0: good evening. You're listening to the Sports Cards and Collectibles Radio Show on ESPN Honolulu. Welcome back to the Sports Cards and Collectibles
1: show. I'm going to give you guys a trivia contest. We've got a bunch of people uh, on the line. I'll give you guys a question. It's who's the career leader in home runs in college softball? If you know the answer, give us a ring, 808-296-1420. Uh, we got a couple people on the line, but I want to bring on Lance Kaulukukui from the Club Holly. Lance, how's it going? Aloha, there, How's everything going? Good. I heard we got a show coming up this weekend, and it's going to be a bunch of guests, bunch of vendors, bunch of stuff to, to buy, sell, trade. So I wanted to bring you on and say... You know, let let the audience know what's happening this weekend.
2: Yeah, it'll be fantastic. Uh, it'll be at uh, Pearl Ridge Phase 2, Waimakai side, uh, Saturday from 10 to 6 and Sunday from 10 to 5.
1: And basically, and,
2: uh, got
1: a bunch. Yeah, the, the, the mix of things.
2: Yeah, we'll have Pokemon, we'll have sports
3: cars, we'll have supplies, uh, we'll have singles, high-end, low-end, you know, a wide
2: range of everything. It'll, it'll be fantastic.
1: It always is. And then I, I'm assuming same thing. Like before, we're going to have some Hot Wheels guys, some Funko Pops comics, all kinds of things.
2: Yeah, correct. We're going to have uh, Tucker, who normally brings in a lot of Funkos and um, Hot Wheels, and my friend Tom will uh, we'll be reading uh, Hot Wheels as well. And then a lot of comic book vendors as well.
1: Awesome, awesome. So check out Lance and the and the crew down at Pearl Ridge makai and uh, appreciate you coming on, Lance.
2: Mahalo, Darren, and hopefully you see everybody this weekend. And uh,
1: go Warriors. All right, thanks. All right. So uh, uh, we got we got that great event coming up this weekend. So make sure you check out Lance down there at uh, Pro Ridge Mackay. We got Tyler on the line. Uh, Tyler, where are you calling from? Uh, Mililani. Tyler from Mililani. All right. Who is the career leader in home runs in college softball?
0: uh jocelyn
1: alo absolutely gotta be a hawaii person you better not miss that <laughs> so stay on the line <laughs> and keegan will grab your information congratulations tyler we got you a uh prism ufc a brand new ufc uh prism blaster here for you uh hope you pull a bunch of uh, low print and uh, or auto cards actually for that matter low print cards out of that uh congratulations tyler from Mililani. yes jocelyn alo uh not to say she's on a tear but um there hasn't been a batter at this level for this long ever. In fact, you know it's bad when you actually have the commentator saying repeatedly every single time she comes up, why are they pitching to her? Just walk her. The, the bases could be loaded. And just walk her. <laughs> Give up the run. And sure enough, bases were loaded the other day. What does she do? Grand slam. So, you know, she is currently the career leader in home runs. And uh, those of you that don't know, uh they are in the college world series they're playing against texas um they they basically you know put up a football score today in terms of their total runs and and jocelyn had a couple of home runs again she is chasing uh the total career rbi leaders uh and uh you know hopefully she gets there it's going to be quite an accomplishment for her to get there but she's already caught them in terms of total home runs and she's long since passed them but uh you know so congratulations to jocelyn and the alo family and to oklahoma hopefully they can keep it going and uh bring home that national championship and you know basically another trophy for her because she's already two-time national player of the year my understanding is she's already got an invite to the usa um team as well and Rightfully so. She, she's one of the best hitters this this sport has ever seen. So congratulations to, uh, to Jocelyn Allo and her family. And, again, keep it up. Let's bring that national championship home for Oklahoma. And, uh, you know, I say bring it home for Hawaii as well. Uh, what a great family. So uh, we are pretty much out of time here. I know... Uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I wish we could go on for six hours. I'm not totally sure Lefty wants to go on for six hours, but uh, wish we could. I wish we could talk to you guys about more collectibles. We have a couple of people that have sent in a few texts about different products they want us to talk about. Hopefully we can get to that next week. Uh, I can tell you this, next week I do have a special guest, Tiny Tadani, going to join me. And uh, we do have a PWCC scheduled to come on in the next couple of weeks as well as Dave & Busters. So it'll be a fun next couple of weeks. So make sure you kind of stay tuned. Obviously, you know, we're going to be here uh, every, uh, every Wednesday for the next couple of weeks just depending on how that uh, the NBA playoffs and all of that kind of plays itself out. Well, like I said, we are pretty much fresh out of time here, and I want to make sure I thank not only all of my sponsors, and I also want to make sure I thank uh, Keegan for, for running the board for us tonight. I also want to make sure I thank my, my special guest, Vince Vento from Ali Coin. Like I said, those of you that have estates or collections that you just don't know, whether it's paper money whether it's coins, graded coins, ungraded coins, rolls of coins. Give Vince a call, a Lee coin. He's out in uh, the Windward City Shopping Center. He'll go ahead and, uh, you know, sit down with you guys, go over what you have, give you an idea of what your collection is worth, and then maybe even buy it. Uh, and so, you know, definitely go check him out. I also want to thank Eric Reichardt, and uh, Eric, thank you for uh, joining me. Really glad you're starting to feel good again. It's it's good to have him back for our segment of Buy Low, Sell High, and uh, again, you know, want to thank all of you guys for listening, and make sure you join me next week at six p.m. on ESPN Honolulu. That's AM fourteen twenty or ninety two point seven FM for the Sports Cards and Collectibles show. Those of you that are going to be joining us at Pearl Ridge this weekend, come find me, say hi, let me know what you think about the show. If you got any questions for products or other things that you want to hear about the show, by all means, come down to Pearl Ridge and let me know. Well, we are fresh out of time, so I want to make sure to say thank you to all of you and hope to see you guys this weekend. This is Darren Kimura saying, have an awesome, awesome week, and happy collecting.
0: This has been the Sports Cards and Collectibles show on ESPN Honolulu. Brought to you by Honolulu Chinese JCs, Papa John's Pizza, the Club Holly, and Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation.